everybody. Welcome to Two Nuts in a Pod. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Emery. And today we're doing another solo episode. Hey, we're, pew, pew. we're alone. <laughs> we're alone. That should be the name of our podcast. We're alone. We're always alone. <laughs> Sorry, radio show, podcast, whatever. Both. We're both. We're both. We're everything. Uh, it's a freaking gorgeous day out today. And as our depresso selves, we're sitting in a sitting in a darkened room. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, if it's, it's, if it's lovely weather outside, especially just, you know, nice temperatures, sunny skies. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'll just stay indoors. <laughs> like my sister told me she rode her bike this morning and I was like, well, thanks for making me feel like crap. <sighs> yeah. Thanks, Jenny. I hate that. Is it Jenny? That said yeah, that? Okay. of course it's Jenny. <laughs> of course, Jenny. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it's a great day. So I woke up early and I rode my bike. I was like, I slept until 1130 <laughs> and all I did was smoke five cigarettes and then come here. <laughs> I'm like the picture of health. Look at me. But I did decide I'm going to make it my New Year's resolution to quit. Oh, Okay. Because I know it's not going to happen before Christmas. The holidays always hit me really hard. Yeah. So I'm going to try to make that a January goal. How many cigarettes do you smoke a day? Uh, like half a pack, so like 10. Okay. So I'm halfway there. <laughs> but I actually, it's weird because I tend to stop smoking at night because when I get tired, I don't really want any. It just seems like too much effort and that it'll just like wake me back up. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I hit it hardest in the morning. It's like I have one cigarette while my coffee is brewing. <laughs> and then okay. then I'll get my coffee, then immediately have another one. And then a little bit later I'll have breakfast and then another one. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes if it's just like a day that I'm feeling on edge and or like today I just like Seth is out of town and so I just didn't have anything to do. So I was just like sitting and watching TikTok videos and smoking. <laughs> Did you say Tic Tac? <laughs> I'm so I'm such an elder millennial. I don't even think you should, are supposed to say TikTok videos. You're supposed to just say TikToks. But I said Tic Tac videos. That's oh, I love cool watching I these Tic Tac videos. Ooh, I've heard about those Tic Tacs the kids are making. <laughs> Oh, They're very TikTok entertaining. <laughs> I don't even think. Do you have TikTok? I uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> I still can't get over it. A friend actually, uh, she showed it to me. And she uh, forced me to do some of the dances that they were doing on the Tic Tac videos. <laughs> and uh, we, um, yeah, that's the only time I've ever used it. So I downloaded it then, and then I've never used it since then. And I've never seen the videos since then either. Even though when I was first watching it, they're pretty entertaining. I had a good yeah, time. They are. Um, it's like people are funny. Gosh, I'm not. I'm not funny as these people. We are funny. I think if we had more time, we could make a good Tic Tac video, and the kids would love it. <laughs> So you watched your videos. I watched my vid- videos. Because my, uh, my parents were both smokers, and my mom, uh, I'm going to one-up you with both of these. My mom smoked a pack and a half a day. Nice. My dad smoked three packs a day. Wow, so, baller. So I was just constantly You're just around. smoking all day. Smoke. Yeah. I went skiing with him once when I was a kid. And you could see him going down the slopes, and he just had, like, a cigarette in his mouth. And he's just, like, going back and forth, smoking, and then just skiing. And it was just the most absurd thing to watch my dad do that. But, yeah, he he smoked three packs a day. And I think my mom still, I mean, my dad quit 
20 years ago. And he quit cold turkey, which was wild. Yeah, and three packs to nothing. Yeah, that was wild. But no he, gum or anything? No, so what he did was even a little more weird. I would have probably preferred the gum. He would buy, like, black and milds, and he would just put them in his mouth. Like, he wouldn't light them. He just would have them. And because he was so, that, that oral and hand fixation there was just, just so, he was so used to that. Like, he couldn't drop that. He did that for a couple of years. And, you know, you'd just be like... This was a little odd, but you know, that's whatever he could do. My mom, she may still chew the gum and she, she quit about 15 years ago, but I think she might still chew the gum. There's times where she was like, I wish I could just smoke a cigarette right now. But, uh, we tell her you can't do that, mom. Yeah. And go back and watch your Tic Tac videos. I feel feel like, I feel like the gum is supposed to be really expensive. It is. It's pricey. It's not like even a cheaper, it's healthier, obviously way healthier, but it's. You're not saving much money. Yeah, it's still thing. Smoking is such an expensive habit. Like, especially I smoke American spirits. They're like eight bucks a pack. So, and it's also just more expensive now too. Like, I think when my dad smoked or when he started smoking, I think he said he started smoking. He was like 15 years old. So you know he's smoked for like four decades. It's probably like 50 cents a pack. You can't afford not to. (laughs) You have to smoke. (laughs) That's a bargain. So just a, a much different style and everything, but um. But I'm glad. That's ha- I'm happy for you. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, I think I'm over it. Like, because I I fo- I've quit once before, very successfully, and I kind of followed this cycle with it, where I'm kind of like in love with the habit for a while. I just like it's like cigarettes get me out of bed in the morning. It's like I love being addicted to something that's so simple and easy to acquire, and mm-hmm. you know. You know, not, like, mind-altering in any way. It's just, besides, like, kind of waking you up and also relaxing you at the same time. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, It's hard for... So it'd be hard for me to smoke because I live in an apartment building on the third floor. So just going outside is is kind of an inconvenience. So it would just be difficult. Unless I just roll down the window, I guess, and and just uh, smoked outside or let the smoke go outside. But, yeah, I don't do that, so... Yeah, and I'm, I'm one of those f- weirdos that when I wake up, I'm, like, fully awake, like, just ready to go. Like, don't need coffee, don't need, don't smoke anything, and then just just a total nightmare for anyone that's not a morning person. Because they're just like, how do you have so much energy in the morning? But by afternoon, I'm kind of a little sleepy. Sometimes I take a little nap. Yeah, I see. I think the after- <laughs> afternoon, I can't talk today. I love I think- my little afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, I think the afternoon is when I'm, like, most awake and productive. Mm-hmm. I basically have a few hours. So, like, on my kind of depresso, my depresso daily pattern, I'm drawing, like, a curve graph with my hand right now. Mm-hmm. I see it, but nobody <laughs> else does. <laughs> but It's a good curve. When, it's, like, morning, I'm just barely alive for, like, three or four hours. <laughs> yeah. And then it slowly starts to come up. So, like, mid to late afternoon, that's, like, my most alive of the day. Mm, okay. Alivest? Yeah. Most alive? I don't think alivest is a word, but we could make it a okay. word. <laughs> that's my liveliest part of the day. Yeah. And then around 6, when I take my second dose of Buse Bar, I'm starting to wind down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, after that, it's basically just... I'm excited for bed. <laughs> like, I can't get out of bed in the morning, and I'm so excited for bed at night. I'm just like, yes. It's, like, such the depresso in me that I'm, like, the bed is just, like, this safe place. It's just, like, 
I don't have to do anything when I'm there. Like I can just sleep and it's luxurious and and I have a really comfy bed. Yeah. That helps to have a very comfortable bed. Yeah. I, I am not the same at all. Very much productive in the morning. I am, I've told people I'm like a machine in the morning or just like at 6am, just like ready to go. Just boom, boom, boom. Like I'm so jealous of that. One That's activity a gene after the other. I've heard it's, it's like, like a gene that you can like manipulate. If yeah. You like, and I, but I, but by the afternoon, like, that's why, like, I actually don't feel very depressed in the morning. I'm very much like, cause I'm completing all my tasks. I'm very productive, but like by afternoon and night, I'm just like, meh, but you know what we haven't done? We've been talking for a while and I haven't even introduced. The business. <laughs> Nobody knows who we are. What is this show? Who are these people so, talking about Tic Tac videos? We are two nuts in a pod and we are here on 106.5 forward radio. You can also listen to us anytime on forwardradio.org, which is the, the internet that you got. That's <laughs> where you can also find your TikTok. The interwebs. Uh, you can also listen to us on streaming services, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Google Play, and CastBox. You can also find us on social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, it's two nuts in a pod, all spelled out. And Instagram, it's two nuts in a pod with the number two, two nuts in a pod. And you can also email us anytime, day or night, at two nuts in a podcast at gmail.com. If you have questions, concerns, if you want to talk about something we said in the show, if you want to be a guest on the show, because right now we're super lonely in the studio. We're just talking back and forth. Uh, you could have been here for that. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. You could have actually been here in the studio with us. Um, but you had to be interesting enough. You can't just be boring, some boring person. <laughs> no, I, I think the more boring, the better. Oh, we want you to be really I really boring. like my personality to shine. <laughs> yeah, so we need, if you want to be a guest listener, you got to be super boring. Yeah. So Lizzie can shine. <laughs> you have to be less funny than me and less interesting. Oh, yeah, if you're funnier than us. It's a low bar, but you have to be less... <laughs> Yeah, no, all of, our, all of our guests have been really interesting and some of them funny. So that's totally not my rule at all. Yeah. But, um, but that's the business. Yeah, that's everything. That's so I know we'd, we'd gone on for a while until we talked about the business, but I have to get that in there so people know where to find us. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So first segment, how are you for real mm-hmm. is where we talk about, uh, for realsies, what's going on in our lives, how we're actually feeling instead of that, like BS, like I'm okay. Or like, can't complain or like, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm awesome. Like just all the cheery stuff we that is usually play. not true. We should do role play. Okay. Uh, how are you, Emery? I'm good. Great. Okay. I'll see you later. Okay. Bye. Hope Take I never, care. Hope I never talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like kind of a conversation ender. Yeah. But if you really tell someone how you feel, it's a conversation starter. Yeah, and I can hold you in that conversation for like 45 minutes because I have so many feelings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not getting away easy if you ask me how I'm doing. (laughs) That's why some people, they probably should not ask me how I'm doing. Because I can tell, sometimes you can tell with a person just like, I I should just say I'm good or I'm fine. Things are okay. Okie dokie. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I've ever said okie dokie to any human, uh, but I've said it to other things. But I, um, yeah, so we just we just generally can move on. But there's some people that I know that I'm like, okay, I don't really want to have that full conversation with. So it kind of depends. You don't have to do this with everybody. But with some people, I think you should have these conversations with. Yeah. Like, there are people who want to know how you feel. Like, it doesn't have to be when someone's walking past you and, you know, it's just like a drive-by, how are you doing? Like, you don't have to be like... 
actually, everything sucks. Uh, I threw up this morning. I hate my dog. Um, uh, you're all right. I can't hear you anymore. Okay, bye. <laughs> they're, just, they're just walking because a lot of times it's like in a hallway where someone, even though it doesn't really happen much now with COVID, but if you're in the hallway and someone's like, "Hey, how you doing?" And you're just like, "Hey, I'm doing good." Bye. And they're just like, "All right, whatever." But yeah, you can't really say like, "My life sucks," and my dog hates me. Oh, actually, the thing I hate the most is when my someone dog asks me. <laughs> I said I hate my dog, which is so not true. I love her. Um, well, I said but my like, dog hates me, which is so rare for a dog to hate yeah. its owner, probably. That would be hilarious if my dog hated me. She probably does. <laughs> She's like, Lizzie uh, sucks. <laughs> but, like, my biggest pet peeve is when people, you're walking by someone and they say, how are you? And you say, fine, how are you? And they don't answer. Oh, okay. So that's There's a special ring in hell for these sociopaths I'm talking about. Like, so... don't ask me how I'm doing. I share with you. Yeah, I'm even ca- a BS I'm... answer, and you're not going to answer me. Well, I've got bad news for you. I think I might be in that ring <gasps> of hell. Then, yeah, I, I do that oh sometimes. Oh my god, why? Why do you people do this? I I don't know. Well, they'll be like, or or sometimes I won't say how are you back. They'll be like, how you doing? I'll be like doing good, and that's it. Like I don't say like, oh, how are you as well. Oh, that's fine. Okay. You don't have to reciprocate the question, especially when they're just doing it to be polite. It's just like saying hi. Okay. But I'm saying when I say, good, how are you? And they just keep walking. Okay, I, I think I have done that a couple times, too. I'm sorry. You sick monster. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a real, real thing. So, okay, we should Okay, so we should actually do it. Yeah. How are you for real, Emery? So, for real, I am... I'm good, okay? I'm good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I think I'm kind of all over the place. I uh, And I think that's just a pattern... With the coronavirus, everything going on, and just kind of just the stress of the world right now, and then you know obviously with the social unrest, with uh, police brutality, and the the killings of individuals here in our country, uh, black individuals in our country, and just you know that continuation, and then also you know because we had it um, uh, recently, you know found out uh, uh, Chadwick is it Chadwick Boseman? Oh yeah, so uh, sad. He was the guy that was Black Panther and. He was also in several of the movies, like uh, he portrayed Jackie Robinson in 42. And, you know, he, he passed away uh, recently. And, you know, just a lot of that's, that news is just, it's just really tough. And, you know, it's just people you look up to or admire or, you know, just respect a lot and they're gone. Or just, you know, all the stuff that's happening in the outside world is just stressful. So sometimes I just feel all over the place. Even with that response, it felt all over the place. It was not like a well-constructed paragraph that I just provided. And that's kind of how I feel with everything going on and with my own, even my own mindset. And, um, it's been a little tough. I did have, I'd had very good news lately. I, uh, my sister had her baby, Aww. Katie, who is a f- uh, fan of the show. Yep. Friend, fan of the show, friend of the show. Fan of the show and friend of the show. <laughs> and she's been on this show a couple of times and she just had her third child and she texted the family during it and that's she was very adamant that it was her last <laughs> during it sounds like she's like okay i'm she crowning like, all right just get this thing out of me um but her name is madeline madeline rebecca oh what a cute name and madeline is actually it's a combination of uh my two grandmothers their names uh, one was madeline and one was lynn and they just kind of combined it and it's spelled a little different than like a general madeline you would hear and yeah so she was born Two days ago, and congratulations! She's, thank you, thank you. I know I I deserve all the praise for this. <laughs> uh, she is my fourth nibbling, and nibbling is a term I use for nieces and nephews. <laughs> I've heard a few others use it, 
one, I think it's super acute yeah. to say nibblings. Two, it's way easier than being like, oh, I got three nieces and one nephew. It just takes too long to say. And three, I've heard it's gender inclusive. Yeah, so that I like that sense. as well. So my little nibblings, I have four of them now. And uh, looking forward to holding Madeline. I was going to get a COVID test, an emergency COVID test, to be able to hold her that day. Uh, so I'm gonna have, I have that scheduled next week. So I should be able to hold her when she's just a few days old, which is exciting for me. And I know it was really stressful for my sister and her husband just going through that and the whole process of being in the hospital during this time of year. I know that's really stressful for them. And so I'm excited for them and excited to, to meet the new little one. And I know that, you know, this is such a crappy, crappy year. 2020 is just a total dumpster fire and like a dumpster fire in your front yard. And so just to have that positive news just shows one that life goes on and life continues. And there's beauty even in the darkest and weirdest and most confusing of times. And so it was really, you know, I got kind of emotional when I saw pictures of her and and just those first pictures where they showed a little, the little baby in that little... You know, that little crate thing, whatever they put them in. I don't know how babies work. Like, and they're, you mean the room, the little room with all the other babies? With all the babies. They go hang out with all the other baby yeah. friends. <laughs> in the baby crates? The baby crates. <laughs> they're with all the other babies in the little baby crates. And um, and you and I just saw a picture of her, and I was like, wow, it is, it's so amazing to see that new life in this really crappy world. And I think of the struggles I had this summer, and I think of this, just the world in general. It's just as a breath of fresh air to have new life and to see, you know, that little that little tiny face and just know, like, whew, there's a lot that you just you just entered into a wild, wild world and you have no idea. Yeah. And just hold on to that forever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just, you know, I look forward to being an uncle. I mean, I'm already an uncle, but just being an uncle, the new little one. So, yeah, I just I feel kind of all over the place. But that was a really happy moment for me. So, cool. yeah, Lizzie. How are you feeling for real? I was like thinking about this on the way over here and I kept having that like all over the place thing too, where I was like, well, I'm good because of this and I'm bad because of this and I'm good because of this, but I'm bad because of that. So I'm basically just going to ramble about how I'm doing to summarize. I'm also all over the place though. So I have been on my own this weekend because my husband went out of town on a little dude's trip. And um, so I've been single dog parenting, which is, has been fine. And, and my, cat, cat parenting, too. And cat parenting. Yeah, they don't need a lot, though. They're pretty much self-reliant. They yeah. just need bowl of food. It's basically their house. It's just weird when I'm the only one entertaining the dog. Like, I'm her everything. Yeah. Like we, But we got to see, like, my mom and sister last night, and Phoebe came with a, with me. So she, she got a little more stimulation. But... Um, yeah, I have a really. I realize I have a really hard time when I'm by myself, and because like, you know, Seth and I are both homebodies, so we're pretty much together like all the time. And so when he's gone, I mean, especially now with the pandemic, like we both are currently working from home. He's teaching from home, so yeah, like I, I notice when he's gone, like I really feel that codependency and like oh my gosh like and it, and it's good for me like it's good for me to have to sit in silence sometimes and figure out you know just kind of be in my own energy mm-hmm. and be okay with that but i've always been like a i've always been like a boyfriend girl i've always been a serial monogamous and so like i haven't spent a lot of time in my life actually being alone like being like 
on my own. And so I feel like I get just like a little taste of it when he's gone. And it's like scary, but at the same time kind of empowering. Like it, you know, when I cook that little veggie burger by myself and I'm feeling like, okay, I made it through today. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I... Or had my PB and J for dinner, whatever. Like I don't tend to cook a lot when he's gone. I'm just I go into this like survival mode. Yeah. But I survived it. He's coming home today. Nice, nice. I could give you a whole lot of tips on being alone for a long time. I've been single for a while. And I ordered a book and it didn't come in the freaking mail. And so I've, I could have had that book all weekend and I didn't. That is annoying. I'm sorry. That would have given me plenty to do instead of watching Tic Tac videos. <laughs> yeah, you get, you're all about those Tic Tac videos. They're great. <laughs> so what else? A good thing that I'm actually really excited about is when I went to the doctor the other day, I stepped on the scale, which is like every woman's worst moment in life. Because you're like, I'm not prepared for this. Oh, my God. I should have ran beforehand. Like, uh, let me put my purse down. Let me take my shoes off. Can I take some of my clothes off? Like, Can I just be naked during these this? These clothes are really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, I stepped on it, and I was like, holy freaking balls. I've lost 25 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Since when? Since, like, March. Whoa. Good for you. And, well, I, I think it's been since I started exercising regularly since i started doing bar i do it like three or four times a week i basically do it every other day yeah i remember you starting that at first i was doing it every day were you doing that in march though maybe it wasn't as early as march i guess march is when the it was shortly after the pandemic or quarantine had started when i was just like i need to move my body i had started like just doing exercises at home because i felt really like a lot of restless energy so that's why i started doing it Um, I didn't really start doing it to lose weight, although, like, I always want to lose weight. Like, that's my life. Like, I'd love for it to just fall off and for me not to do anything to lose it. But um, Just have a really good poop and just, you know, poop it out. Yeah, just there it goes. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I'm I'm feeling really proud about that because this is the first time in my life I've actually lost weight from exercise, like, without doing it as, like, I wasn't losing weight intentionally as a way to you know, make myself look a different way to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, In the past, I've had, like, pretty toxic patterns with, like, food and just, like, you know, feeling like I can't feed myself if I don't look a certain way. And, I mean, I remember in high school, like, my friend Hallie and I would split, like, the small fry and, like, a little nacho cheese. We would just split it, and we'd probably both eat, like, five fries at lunch. And then I'd usually, like, barely eat anything at dinner. So, like, I got down to, like, 125 at one point, like, at my height. So it was, like, pretty skeletor. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in grad school, I went through a, a bit where I was counting calories really obsessively. And, I'd, like, any time I've lost weight, it hasn't been in healthy ways, basically. Yeah. Okay. And so it's cool to have it happen by surprise for one thing yeah but also to be actually something healthy that i did that makes my brain better that also made my body feel and you know feel better and meet goals that i had because like i had i had gotten to a level that i wasn't super comfortable with my body but i i was kind of my body acceptance has gotten way better so maybe in the back of my mind, I was kind of wanting to get a little healthier and look a, look a little tighter. Yeah. But um, 
But yeah, so I was really excited about that. I texted my sister immediately because she's like my biggest like cheerleader, and she's just like, "Yeah, that's awesome." Was it positive Jenny doing on bike rides? Yeah, that positive Jenny. <laughs> but yeah, and I didn't even tell anyone else except her and my mom because it's just weird, like. Diet culture is weird, and I don't yeah. want to be one of those people that's like posting before and after pictures, or like, mm-hmm. and it's not even dramatic enough to do that. But like, it's still something that I'm proud of, and I, yeah. But it doesn't mean that I think anyone else needs to do it in order to feel healthy. Like everyone has their own stuff, the, their own amount of exercise that their body's comfortable doing every day, and the things they like to eat or feel happier when they eat. So I very much like hate diet culture stuff and don't want to feed into that. But I was excited. That's really awesome. Yeah. That's also just what a cool surprise. Yeah. Like just, I I was like, what? Cause usually they just, when you're on that scale, they just keep chunking up. They keep going (laughs) that 10 pounds up and then you're like, Oh God, Oh God, stop. Well, actually it was a digital scale. So it wasn't even one of those clunky ones. But it, I, you know, the numbers go really fast at first, and then they start slowing down, and it's like Wheel of Fortune. I'm just like, where is it going to stop? Oh, my God, please stop now. No, stop now. Stop now. Oh, stop. <laughs> but it just stopped. And I, I was knew like, I should have taken my pants off. I was like, is this the correct answer? Oh, oh wow. my gosh. That's really cool. I, like, said to the – I was like, oh, my gosh, I've lost, like, 30 pounds. It wasn't quite that much. She was like, hey, no quarantine for, uh, 15 for you. I was like, yeah. I guess not. <laughs> Um, but yeah, now that's going to be the fall, I plan to eat lots of fattening foods and we'll Mm -hmm. probably pad some of that back on, but I will keep exercising because it makes me feel good. Yeah. And apparently my body likes it. So I'm going to keep doing it. Very good. Um, that's exciting. I'm trying to think what else right now. Oh, I'm just really kind of stressed about work. I'm going to be teaching a class online and I've never done that before. And we just switched learning management systems. You know, like some people have Blackboard, some people have like Moodle. We just switched to Canvas. And uh, I have noted just today that I'm an elder millennial, but I am really not good with technology. And my course, my class just got imported into this new system. And I just, I'm having a really hard time figuring it out and figuring out how to structure my class so that it like looks okay and it's like triggered a lot of imposter syndrome for me. Like Mm -hmm. I tend to get imposter syndrome pretty bad, especially in my work because I work with a lot of like PhDs and they just kind of make me feel like I'm make me worry that I'm not smart enough or, you know, in my job, I'll worry that I'm not competent enough because I'm like my depression, anxiety impacts me so much. It's Mm -hmm. just like, anything that I could grab onto to feel like I'm not good enough. Yeah. And so I kind of spiraled out about that a little bit, but, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go into next week thinking positively and Seth is really good at tech stuff. So I'm going to get him to help me with the class. And at some point I'm just gonna, I don't teach it for another like five weeks, so I can't spend five weeks worrying and everybody is having to adapt and, teach and learn online in ways that they're you know not comfortable with yet and so i'm i'm part of a big crew that's dealing with this i have to remember like it's it's not just me and definitely not alone yeah and that the weird thing is i always thought i'd want to teach online but now that i'm 
I have the opportunity. It's like, oh, but now there's all this talk about how to engage people online and how to flip the classroom. And I'm like, man, I thought online was easier. I thought I could just post crap and then they post crap and they send me papers and I comment on the papers. I'm like, yeah. I thought that was supposed to be like an easier form of teaching. But now it's like, oh, man, like I have to make it super interactive and I have to make it engaging when it's not I'm like yeah. how. Ugh. Anyway, so I'm a little stressed about that. That's understandable. But, uh, yeah, I'm all over the place, but life's pretty good. We're all over the place. Yeah. That's the title of this episode, All Over the Place. All right, we got it. Nailed it. Title. Boom. (laughs) Uh, Let's let the producers know. (laughs) Yeah. Just waved waved at them. Okay. They got it. (laughs) You just waved at a wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I waved at a wall behind you. Okay, so we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi, Forward Radio listeners. Great news. Give for Good Louisville, the biggest day of local giving, is coming up on September 17th. You can donate today through the 17th of Forward Radio. As a listener-supported station, we rely on your donations. We greatly appreciate every dollar that gets us closer to our $4,000 goal. Go to giveforgoodlouisville.org and find Forward Radio, or you can go to forwardradio.org. Thank you for your continued support. Okay, we are back. We missed you. We did miss you. Yeah, it was. It felt weird, cold, lonely. I was cold and lonely. Usually it's co- cold and dark I kind of like. That's what I prefer. That's my little happy place. But uh, not this time. With, with people gone and not listening to us, it really was pretty... Yeah pretty sad these breaks are just really heartrending for me yeah that that one minute away yeah (laughs) people is just really torture really so moving along into our next segment this is kind of the meat and the potatoes of the show meat and taters (laughs) i never understood that phrase meat and potato i mean i guess i get it but like whatever uh so this is the meat and potatoes of the show i'll say it again we are going to talk about uh, just kind of a recap of the summer because it's it's the end of summer basically. I don't know when it starts for the end of summer for people. Some people it's when school starts. Some people it's Labor Day weekend. Some people it's the technical term of like when actually summer start summer ends and fall begins. But we're just going to say summer ends right now. So summer is ending. Do a little recap of our summer, how that went, um, you know, ups and downs. And then what we're looking forward to in the fall and winter, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty here and there, but there's also things we can look forward to as well. And with COVID and everything going on in the world, you know, who the hell knows what's going to happen. So let's talk about that. Lizzie? Yeah. So the weirdest thing about this summer is that I feel like it didn't have a clear starting point because we, since we like started quarantining in March, mm-hmm. it was just kind of spring, and then spring got hotter, and then suddenly it was just like, oh no, this is summer now. Oh, we're still, this is still what the world looks like. Well, we started quarantining in quarantining, quarantining in winter, technically. Oh right, it was like late February. No, it was like mid March. So, because which is still winter. Yeah, it was still technically winter. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> okay so yeah so yeah winter just turned into summer like wtf yeah it was it was very strange to to have that feeling where it's just like we we didn't really experience much of spring really because we were just indoors most of the time and then it's like oh now it's just hot again yeah and then it's made me feel like this is just the like i know people have made this comment about 
like quarantine life is that it just makes time like stretch in weird ways. Mm-hmm. It's like it feels like it's been so long since the summer started. It feels like the longest summer I've ever had. Yeah, not the most enjoyable summer either. It really, <laughs> I can't think of. There's, I mean, there's obviously happy moments, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a very heavy, heavy year. It just kind of feels like we're, you know, just a, a spirit or a figure is standing behind you and just kind of putting their hands on your shoulders and just pushing down, like not too hard all at once, but just like gradually they just keep pushing and pushing down on you. And it feels like you just haven't been able to like, just get up and relax from that. And I think that's, that started with the, the whole COVID thing happening, the kind of, you know, beginning in mid March and then just escalating from there. And then just at times I know that for sure there's a time flux where it's just like, the beginning of that feels like five years ago, but it also feels like it started a few days ago. I don't really know. And I've been confused constantly about what what day it is. Or I'm just like, oh, my God, it's September? What the hell? And, like, I'll be like I thought it was June. <laughs> like, yeah. and, it's, and that has felt kind of normal. So that's really the normal for everyone mm-hmm. is no one knows what time it is or what the day is or when it is. So just, uh, yeah, it's been real funky. Well, I feel like, too, at the beginning of COVID times, it's like people thought it was just like this temporary thing. And so spirits were way higher. It was yeah. kind of like, you know, let's bake bread and it's OK. We can stay at home and, you know, I can. That's all right. I'm an introvert. I can stay at home. Like <laughs> that was me. We thought that it was just going to be a few weeks or maybe a month or something that we would be kind of stuck. And, um as it got longer, I think that really tested me because at first I was definitely one of those like bread bakers where I was like, this is fine. You know, I'll fill my time with other stuff. And I think I was still kind of in like a manic phase from the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was just like spending money like crazy. And we had just done this big trip to Costa Rica and um, had just adopted a puppy. And so I was still kind of riding that high. And then I think it was maybe like a month into it where I just kind of hit a wall and I was like, this is not, um, I just, my, I went on like a depressive swing and I basically am still coming up from that. Like, I feel like I'm starting to recover from that. Yeah. And man, my meds, I've gone through some crazy meds this summer. Like, yeah, I remember more meds than any other summer. Yeah, I did. I did. I was going to. Uh, reference a tweet that I saw from Simon C. Holland at Simon C. Holland. He said, mm-hmm. y'all still baking bread or are we all just sad now? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then as soon as she said, I'm just baking bread. I was like, yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I did make a wonderful focaccia. Oh, got the recipe from Kate London, who is a regular listener of our mm-hmm. show here. Hi, Kate. I hope she hears that. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. She just says hi back to the radio. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was a very funny tweet. But yeah, I am. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, as far as medications, this is the first time I've been back on medications after three years. And then, you know, this summer was just really, whew, I thought of just like June as being just kind of a, I just honestly don't remember like much of late May and all of June feels very much like that because my you know i was losing it i was completely out of it and um and ultimately you know uh and I don't, if there's new listeners to the show uh i uh 
I was going to say entered or submitted. I admitted, <laughs> I admitted myself to the hospital for suicidal ideation and suicidal planning, and you know that was really tough. And I did that in early July. Uh, I think it was a couple of days after July Fourth, and it was because I knew it was coming and I had had past experiences with it. So that was just, you know, just to think that like, man, like I woke up every day just thinking like, yeah, I think I want to die, and I have to convince myself not to die. And that was really tough, and I, I hid that from a lot of people, and I think that really scared the crap out of a lot of people, too, because they didn't know that I was hiding them. And I'm very, very good at hiding things, especially when it comes to my feelings and emotions. I can even talk about it with my therapist. I can talk about it on the show, but there were certain things that I was not letting people in on, and that was really tough. And it just, uh, you know, it, so it's just... And then after that was just the healing process, the going to therapy, the going to the intensive outpatient program, and doing all that, and that was a lot, and you know that ended in early August, so it was like all of June, all of July, part of August, just two and a half months of just like constant like stuff about my mental health and yeah. therapy and sadness and anxiety and like all those things just like on one hundred and that was that was so it was a lot so i'm I'm honestly just a lot of times just kind of tired um and just kind of out of it because of all that happened and it was very traumatic and pretty lonely and isolated at times and, and fortunately I've been on a very much a kick of hanging out with people seeing people you know doing the social distance walk walking talks walkie talkies and just doing those type of things to, to help mend it because otherwise like you know I was I was on a kind of a a really scary I was in a going in a scary direction and uh, was very uncertain about what my future was holding um, not just because of COVID and because of the social unrest here in our country, but because, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be here, you know, at all, like a, alive. And, you know, I told people before it was kind of like uh, death is, and if you think of death as like a figure and in proximity, you know, death is far away for many people. And for me, it was kind of at my front door, just waiting for me to open the door. Mm. And so that was, that was really hard to deal with. And, you know, I still feel like death is close uh maybe not at the front door maybe you know in the on the street just waving at me from my <laughs> my house yeah, death is like kind of hanging out in my back alley right now <laughs> yeah, just like hey you gotta come outside and play <laughs> uh, and i'm like no i'm staying inside where it's ac and uh yeah so it's just been a, a really really difficult weird summer and yeah felt all over the place and you know i've done some great things and things have gone really well in some ways but whew man, I've been through the grinder and, uh, just really been beaten up by this summer. And that's why, like, I just, oh, I just want things to be better. And some things are, are very much better. And I've done a lot of work to make those things better, but it's still a process and very difficult journey. So this, this was the third time you were hospitalized, right? Yes. So do you, can you find any sort of pattern of like when the hospitalizations happen? Is it kind of a seasonal thing or every, just every couple of years, maybe you kind of, your brain starts to lose that, that all that good CBT that you get and yeah. that therapy that you get. And it's kind of the neurochemicals kick back in and do their terrible thing that they're used to doing. I think that's the scariest part is I don't know the answer. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the part that definitely worries me. Because I, I've told friends before, it was just like, yeah, this is this ended, and like I'm getting better in some ways, but like, what if it comes back? And what if it comes back and it's much stronger than I've ever experienced before? And I, could, I only have so many tools, and I only have so many people in my corner that 
you know, there's only so much I can do. And that's, so that's always a worry is like, okay, if it comes back, am I ready for it? And I think with every time it happened, it was like, I was suppressing it. And the more I suppress it and avoid it and ignore it, the worse it gets. Mm -hmm. And so if I kind of embrace it and try to understand it and try to work with it, it gets better. And that's obviously what I'm doing now, but yeah, it's, it's always, cause it's not, I can't really think of it being seasonal, even though summer is when I'm generally the saddest. Uh, but it's, I think it's just one of those things like I don't know the exact answer. I can't be like, oh, yeah, this traumatic thing happened this time, this time, and this time. So right. that's why all three times I admitted myself to a hospital, even though the first time I did not, uh, I was uh, admitted by the state. And the second time it was admitted by a girl I was dating at the time. And this time it was me. And so I was really proud of myself to know the signs and to go there before it got much worse because that's what I was worried was – I was sad, but no, I wasn't numb yet. And when I was numb is when I'm like the most suicidal. And so when you just don't care, um, you're just like, yeah, I can do this really easily. Like if something, something sets me off, I'm gone. And so, yeah, you definitely worry about what's going to happen in the future and what lies ahead. But I was just like, I I can't think about that too much. Because if I think about that too much, I get super anxious about it. And I'm just like, well, might as well just cut it off now. You know, might as well just end it. Because what's the point? Like, And it's so painful. Like when you're having suicidal ideation, it's an extremely painful experience. Yeah. Because it feels like when you're in a brain space where you're considering that death is a better alternative than what's happening in your brain, mm-hmm. then like yeah. I think that's what people don't realize is it's not, it's not like death is solving a problem or something. It's more just like... I need to get out of this. This is the worst thing. Yeah. Like this is not living. This is terrible. Yeah, that's that's what exactly what it is. So it's not it's like how do I end this pain? Yeah. And um this is if this is life, I'm this is not worth it. Yeah, I, it's like you can't imagine living another day the way you've been living it. And yeah. it's hard to convince yourself that this is temporary. I'm going to feel better. Because yeah. you get so hopeless, and depression makes you even more hopeless. Exactly, and then yeah, and after experiencing it, you know, three times in very significant levels, significant levels, it just uh, you're like, man, like, is this just going to keep happening? Because if this keeps happening, like, what is the point? Uh, <laughs> and and then there's other things that make you realize what the point is, and and why you're here, and and so it just and the impact you have on others, and the impact that you can have in your own life and community and world, but it is. Yeah, it's tough. Well, and I feel like, too, like around the same time you were going through that, I started to go through something similar. And I even asked you when it got the worst, which was maybe like a month ago or something, Mm -hmm. when I started asking you about your hospitalization, because I was I felt like I can't do this to Seth anymore. Like I am a train wreck to be around. Yeah. And like, I don't want that him to have to deal with that. Like, I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Like, he has to be, he had to be around me all the time in, like, my worst moments. And it's really hard to see the person you love in that much pain. And I just wanted to, maybe, I was thinking if I checked in somewhere, then I would be taking some of that off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I ultimately was just kind of too scared to do it because I was afraid I would feel more isolated there or it would be my codependency would kick in and being away from Seth would actually be really traumatic. So I ended up basically deciding not to do it, but it was the closest I ever came to doing it. And, Mm -hmm. and I 
you know, thankfully Seth is like super tough and very supportive and he usually my moods won't affect his too much. Like you always affect other people's moods when you're around them, but he's got a pretty like strong disposition where even if I'm feeling really, really dark, he can be like, well, this, and we'll think about that, and he can kind of stay, he can be my rock in a way. Yeah, that's good. But man, he has definitely seen the ugly side of my depression, and any movies that make depression look cute are a lie. It's not cute. <laughs> it's never you're, cute. You're not showering, you're barely eating, you're crying constantly, or just not emoting at all. Yeah, that's my thing is, yeah, no emotion, so it's just... uh like, I can still go through the, the steps. I can still, you know, make my bed in the morning, take a shower, you know, eat breakfast. I can still eat food, but I'm just, like, gone. Like, my I'm not actually there. It's like I've stepped outside of my body. And uh, so, yeah, because even the staying in bed, I haven't really had that thing happen. I, I noticed a lot of people talk about that's a thing people with depression do, and I, I haven't really had that. I just have a thing where it's just like, yeah, I'm there, but not really there at all. And uh, that's how I felt for all of June. I was there, but not really there. And, um, yeah. So our summers were not the best, <laughs> if you that's could tell. And that's pretty much 2020. I think the world had a bad summer. Yeah. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, we, with our mental health issues, we were kind of sucked into that vortex. And I'm sure lots of people were. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like, looking forward... I'm excited about the fall because my mood always gets better in the fall. I love spooky movies and Halloween, even though there's not going to be big parties this year. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. And it looks like maybe in the spring we might start to see a little more loosening up of restrictions. I don't know if that's true. This might be totally wrong by the time that rolls around. but Yeah, I have no idea. That's that's the thing. I, I, I worry about that. And if, like, restrictions will become more severe in the winter and things of that nature. But I do look forward to the fall. Oh, yeah, I just skipped over winter. <laughs> yeah, God, I hate like, winter, oh, too. I hate winter as much as summer. Well, I know we, you love winter. I do love winter. Yeah, the colder the better. But I do worry about other people. And I know a lot of people are not fans of winter. And um, so, yeah, I worry about that and very much worried about other people. But then, you know, just thinking about myself, too, and just, you know, what's going to happen in the fall is... The fall is great for so many things, but yeah, you know, I love Halloween. I love Thanksgiving. The fall is my birthday. I'm a Scorpio and just, it's, it's really, it's really tough for me to just be like, yeah, that stuff just might not be a thing at all. So it's just like, okay, how can I prepare for that? How can I mentally prepare myself for this? How can I emotionally prepare myself for that? I don't know if I really can, because I was saying that before, like, "Mm, well, if you just implement these proactive measures, it'll be better. But I really don't know if I can. I have no idea, because we really don't know what's coming. And that is terrifying. And But also, I'm just like, hey, like, I do try to just think of, like, one day at a time, one moment at a time. When I go on my little walkie-talkies, I'm not checking my phone. I'm just with that person. I'm present in the moment, because... And that's that's one thing that with Madeline being born, my, my new niece, my new little nibbling, when she was born, it was just like, I just saw the picture and I was like, okay, I am I am feeling so much right now. And when I just was feeling the presence there with her, even though I was looking through a picture on my phone, it just, I felt very much in the moment. But then I started to think about like, oh crap, she's born during this time? Like, <laughs> this is the worst time period to be born. But like... yeah. 
And then I'm worried about like all the other stuff that she's having to deal with, and like we've welcomed her into this nightmare of a world. And and then I'm just like, oh, why don't I have children yet? Like you know, and getting down that road, like that guilty comparisonitis crap. Yeah. And it just isn't worth it. And I just realized like. Yeah, so just being in that moment and just thinking, being grateful for that and knowing that, like, hey, like, I'm so glad that I'm alive to see her. I'm so glad to be here. And that, that was that was really tough for me to think about that and think, like, hey, you know, I almost wasn't here. And that's really hard to think of and process, but I'm so grateful that I am. I'm so grateful that I took the initiative to take care of myself and that I'm doing that more so now than ever before and that, you know, I get to see my little nibblings and you know it's different right now but this will pass and Mm -hmm. eventually i'll be able to hug him and play with him just like before and i'm excited for that yeah well this is a sharp right turn changing topics but i'm excited for soup (laughs) fall is like soups fall and winter are like soup season for me and i can make a mean soup so i'm ready to just get cooking i learned to make because i haven't cooked this summer i've just hated cooking this summer i learned how to make a mean chili and chili is what i'll be making because it'll be nice warm and comforting food yeah my little turkey chili i'll be excited for it so yeah i'm excited for that type of stuff and just i know that we'll be inside more but i'm okay with that yeah i mean the holidays and are just all about like you know building up those winter fat stores by eating delicious foods and yeah, just like slowing down. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's the world's been moving so fast. I think it will be good to slow down. Yeah. Just yeah. have everything slow down for a little while. I think we need it. Yeah. I need it. I'm done with the summer. See you later, summer. Bye. Bye. Bye, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So gratitudes. Yeah. Let's move into gratitudes. Things we're grateful for. Yeah. So... I am grateful for the fact that there have been a lot of people checking up on me because, you know, I actually told a lot of people what I was going through because I I really felt desperate in the worst part of my depression. Like, I really felt like I have to, I have to let other people know what's going on because what if something does happen to me? Like, what if, you know, I were to have feel even more suicidal and then nobody knew what was going on and so I've kind of had maybe like a month ago when I took a trip home and just was feeling really bad the whole time like super anxious super depressed like I was open with my family about it and then like talked to them about it afterwards and kind of texted about that texted about it with them and they've just been great with like reaching out and like asking me how I'm doing and like you know, seeing if I'm feeling what I'm feeling like. And it's it's enabled me to kind of trace my progress into feeling better. And I've got Seth, too, to kind of be a nice, like, barometer for how much better I'm doing. Because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes when you start a medication or therapy regimen, the progress is so slow that you can't see it. Yeah. But if you're really close to someone, they're a good person to ask because they'll notice things that don't even show up on your radar. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you're way better. Like, I know, like, even with simple behaviors, they'll know that you're doing better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just grateful to have so many people to check up on me and who care and who make me feel like I'm not suffering by myself, that there's other people who really care 
about what I'm going through. And that, it makes it feel more like it's something that we're overcoming as a group instead of just me by myself overcoming it. Like I can just imagine all those people there when I'm in my worst moments and then I can be like, okay, nobody wants this for me. I don't deserve this. Like I deserve to feel better. And it just kind of gradually passes. Like for me, they never last. The depressions never last more than a couple months, but it's, it really gets bad. And so grateful that I'm out of that period and I know that I'll have other ones and I developed some great coping tools this time. I always do. Every time around I get better at it. Kind of like you said with the hospitalizations, it's like you start to just know yourself more and you know the signs more. So yeah, I'm just, thanks everyone for putting up with me this summer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd say I am grateful for two things and they both involve life. Uh, one is I'm grateful for new life with, with Madeline being born and I'm just grateful for her existing and being here. I know that was a lot for my sister and my brother-in-law and I know that's a lot of stress for everyone involved, but I'm so grateful that she's here and I'm excited for, to be able to hold her soon and to be able to play with her. I know that she's little babies don't really do a lot for a while, but you know, eventually she'll be up and running, ready to go Uh, up and running, up and running. (laughs) Um, so I'm grateful for that. I'm also grateful for, uh, this is a very simple thing, but water. So, <laughs> which also provides life, but I find that it's not only just a very healthy option for me, just in general in the days, for especially in the summer when it's 9,000 degrees. Uh, whenever I do my runs, which I pretty much do daily, just coming home and just being such a disgusting, vile awful mess where it looks like I just jumped into the river because I'm so (laughs) gross and sweaty. But just that first drink of my cold water is one of the most amazing experiences to me. Like every time I'm just like, yes, like it just is so, and one, I'm completely 100% in that moment. I'm mm-hmm. 100% in that moment. So all that stuff they've been telling me to do through therapy, like, please be mindful. And in the moment, I'm I'm doing that. When I have that first drink of water, it is the most refreshing, like, satisfying thing in the world to me. And, yeah, so I'm grateful for something as little as just water because I drink it every day, and it's it's healthy for me, and it just is. But that, that first drink after that long run is, and I think anybody – that with exercise or running or anything, especially outside in this heat and just knowing my, you know, my pale Northern European body struggling out in the heat and the sun, it just is so refreshing and wonderful. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. On a similar note, I'm, gr- I'm very grateful for alcohol during this <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> I mean, let's be note. real. I know that I'm not like, I think that you can love alcohol without being an alcoholic. Yes. And I just really appreciate it as the thing that's made these days a little shorter, feel a little shorter, (laughs) and uh, these, like, super long days. And uh, I also found my new favorite drink, and it's delightful. Just a little hard seltzer mixed with vodka. Neat. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but it works. Or just, like, a glass of wine. Just kind of makes everything feel not so terrible for a second. Yeah. And we need that. Yeah. It's like alcohol. Good job. <laughs> you talk about water. I talk about alcohol. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> I've enjoyed alcohol here and there too. You know, I drink less obviously since uh, being in the hospital and everything. 
but uh, yeah, I can definitely relate to that in many ways. Just as nice as sometimes just even just like one drink is just nice. Yeah, like if I'm home alone, I just want like a drink. Like, or sometimes I don't have any at all, but it's just like certain days I'll just kind of get a wild hair and I'm like, ooh, alcohol would be great right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, it's like a shortcut to relaxing that, you know, if you're just having a drink or two is not super harmful. Yeah. And red wine's supposed to be good for you. Not that I've ever had red wine as that drink. When, like, a glass of red wine is supposed to be good for you, I'm like, can't that work for all alcohols? (laughs) Can I just say any glass, any serving size of alcohol is good for me? Can I say my hard seltzer and vodka is good for me? (laughs) It is locale. I don't know. (laughs) All right, cool. So on that note, (laughs) (laughs) that's all we have time for today, guys. Keep talking about your feelings. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Two Nuts in a Pod on Forward Radio. Please keep in mind that we are not mental health professionals, and all of our opinions are based on our personal experiences. If you'd like to speak to a trained professional, call National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's one 800 273 8255. The crisis line is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Original theme music for Two Nuts in a Pod was composed by Neil Lucas. Hi, Forward Radio listeners. Great news! Give for Good Louisville, the biggest day of local giving, is coming up on September 17th. You can donate today through the 17th for Forward Radio. As a listener-supported station, we rely on your donations. We greatly appreciate every dollar that gets us closer to our $4,000 goal. Go to giveforgoodlouisville.org and find Forward Radio, or you can go to forwardradio.org. Thank you for your continued support.